Hi, my name's Rob Scott from UC Today, bringing you the latest news and conversation from the unified communications and collaboration space. So today I'm joined by Matt Bell and Nick Palmer from 8x8, and we're going to be discussing meetings as a service. So welcome everybody. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Good to see you both. Uh, before we get started, however, how about we do a quick round of introductions? And Matt, would you like to go first? Absolutely. Um, so a little introduction for anyone uh, that's listening that might not know 8x8 uh, as a company. 8x8 um, uh, have been a long-standing player, one of the leaders in the unified communication space as a whole. Uh, I suppose in more recent times, we've uh, got more fully involved in the cloud contact center area, which has obviously been a big boom as uh, people have been looking to the cloud rather than the on-premise environment. Um, but myself personally and, and Nick uh, on the call, we're involved in what is, I suppose, a newer area for 8x8, which is the communication platform as a service uh, area, uh, otherwise known as CPaaS. Um, and me personally, I've been in that space for about 20 plus years, um, working with a, a small number of different providers in that space, but always around providing service to enterprise to help them use communications more effectively with inside their business. Perfect. Thanks, Matt. And Nick? Hi, uh, I'm Nick Parmar. I'm based out of uh, Southern California. Uh, um, I'm a VP of sales for the US team. Uh, as Matt was saying, uh, we are the CPaaS arm uh, under 8x8, which has UC and CC, uh, and we provide uh, video meetings, analytics under the CPaaS platform. Fantastic, and a very warm welcome to you both. So today we said we talk about meetings as a service, and we're going to come on to your proposition in a few moments anyway, but uh, just want to set the scene to start with. And, and Nick, I'll go to you on first on this one, if that's okay. Right. But you know, meetings as a service, what, what is it? And, and how does that compare to conventional, uh, you know, ready-to-go cloud video conferencing service in and, and, and on the other side of the spectrum, some of these video SDK platforms that we're starting Absolutely. to see more of. Yeah. So traditionally, what we have seen in the industry is that you find this packaged uh, meeting products. And then there are companies which provide uh, lower level APIs and SDKs. Uh, and there are pros and cons to that. Uh, when you are looking into the lower level APIs or SDKs, uh, it takes a lot of programming talent and UI design talent to build something from grounds up. You're looking into six to nine months of cycle. And when you get a meeting product, it's usually the company branded, which is providing you the meeting product as, a, as an application. Uh, what we decided to do was to provide meeting as a service. At the end of the day, what users are looking for is something they can insert or embed in their applications to give their own branded experience without putting so much of resources to develop something. Uh, one of our DevRel guy actually has a video out there where he's showing how easy it is to use and insert few line of code literally in 15 seconds. I will take 150 hours if even if it was to just have a product which is ready to be used, insert in your application, provide the full end-to-end -end experience, and provide all the features and functions which you need to add meeting to the service. And just to add to what Nick was saying there, I mean, there is um, so many uses now for 
uh, video, particularly in, in, the, in the environment, whether that is uh, telehealth, e-learning, uh, events, you know, etc. Um, all of these require some sort of interaction. And the way that uh, we, at 8 by 8 anyway, we've tried to look at things is how, how do we get the, the masses to easily be able to use the technology rather than looking at the few that had the technical capabilities in the past to maybe to use the technology. You know, the, the video environment is something now that whether we like it or not, we're all needing to use in all facets of business. And it needs to be easy to use. It needs to be easy to integrate, uh, allow companies to obviously, as Nick rightly said, brand it themselves uh, and, and to be able to use and benefit from the technology. Um, and hopefully, A-Byte's doing a good job of that. Great, thanks. Nick, just jumping back to you for a moment. Tell us, it's called Jitsi as a service, isn't it, the proposition? Yep. So tell us, tell us how that came about, because Jitsi was a, a company you acquired roughly, what, one or two years ago now? Yeah, up just over two years ago from Atlassian. Uh, so Jitsi as a service, uh, uh, Jitsi.org has been around for a very long time, very popular among uh, WebRTC. Uh, enthusiastic uh, developers, so they're very well uh, aware about what Jitsi has to provide, very true to the core to WebRTC. Uh, fast forward, when the pandemic hit, we wanted the companies, uh, which Matt was talking about, are different verticals, where is it uh, LMS, telehealth, um, video conferencing, uh, field service applications, you name it. Uh, they all wanted to insert video into their application and they wanted the fastest and quickest way to do this thing. So we took the, the scalable technology, the WebRTC technology with Jitsi provides and we, we converted that into Jitsi as a service which is easy to be used, which is scalable and provides you all this uh, enterprise level, uh, I would say features which are needed and security around that uh, on a global platform. So we like to call Jitsi as a service as Jazz, and also it sounds pretty cool when you call it Jazz, but it, it has been very well received by everyone who has tried it out. Uh, plus the rich history behind that kind of makes uh, developers feel very comfortable adopting uh, Jitsi as a service, which is uh, again a true WebRTC. Also one of the key advantages which we have seen on the lot of this application side is on the consumer side, so let's say enterprise and uh, telehealth application where doctors are constantly trying to engage with the patients, but patients could be only one-time user. As it is true WebRTC and, and uh, you don't need an application to download on the other side. So any true browser like the Safari, Chrome, they all support WebRTC, it's all inbuilt. So for all these one-time engagements on the consumer side, they don't need to have an app. It just work out of box, whether it be on mobile device, uh, iPads, and any mobile uh, devices with any other operating systems. So it's been very well adopted by not only enterprises, but also B2B2C, all the way to the consumer, because it's easy to use and works out of box. And I think, Rob, as well, one of the points that Nick just made there is, is very much a key one. You know, there's some really clever people that have taken Jitsi as a service and built some very, very cool applications uh, around it. Um, I mean, one of the key things that, that Nick just mentioned there about the fact that uh, you, you don't require to download stuff. I mean, one of the things we've been hearing from the market is 
consumers don't want to download stuff. Consumers have a lot of problems downing, downloading stuff. Uh, so there's been some application we built on top of Jitsi as a service where they've even used technology like SMS to send out a link to uh, someone's phone with an automatic link for them without downloading anything to join a video uh, call. Uh, you know, combining CPaaS technologies to provide that benefit to a, to a customer. And, you know, some of the, 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 the services that I like around that, I mean, in the UK market, we have, of course, a lot of uh, public housing and, uh, uh, you know, government paid housing, if you like. And, you know, th those houses need to be upkept by engineers doing servicing work, etc. on them. And, uh, you know, the, the, but the problem for those companies that provide those engineers is they can't have those people necessarily out on site as much as they were before the, the before COVID hit. So if they can obviously understand by using video technology what they're walking into prior to actually turning up on the premises, that's a huge benefit both to the to the customer, which in this case is the, the resident inside the, the housing, or uh, and also the company providing those services um so win-win on both sides yeah and one of the features which we have seen uh, recently which has been uh, coming from uh, one of our actually one of the uh, opportunities which we were working on uh, it's a tele uh, health platform and they did a side-by-side -side comparison and what we heard from them a side-by-side -side comparison of other apis and sdk and what we heard from them was uh, they did a thorough testing around us and other competitors who are in this space around mobile usage when they are going in and out of Wi-Fi and tapping into the carrier network. And how does it scale in those, and which is very common, right? And how does it auto scale in terms of the frame rates and the resolution? And so this is all, and Jitsi came out as a winner when we are about to close that opportunity with this company. But that was kind of a breath of fresh air to hear that what we have been working for years and years and now how important it is because it's mobile first world these days right so uh, pretty great feature which is working in the behind the scene for consumers who wants to have a scalable experience as well that's great so effectively you're, you're taking video to the next level because you know there's ready to go video services everywhere right and but you, you you've got that but you can also you've got this kind of sdk do this toolkit for developers to yeah. kind of just get up and running and it's also, it's also the ease of use, Rob. I mean, ultimately, yeah. um, you know, it, it's, if you like, making video available for the masses rather than the clever few that were able to do it before. Um, yeah. But you're, you're quite right. I mean, I think a lot of companies now are, you know, some of the technologies that are very much out of the box, you know, very much come as is. There, there's a need for those services out there. But every use of video isn't appropriate for those services out there. So people do want to obviously have that flexibility of, of using the, the platform and technology in the way that they see fit for the use case that they're trying to achieve. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Matt, I want to ask you about video analytics because I, I, I'm hearing more and more about the analytics side of video. Yep. And especially as we kind of re-enter the office, if, if we ever re-enter the office, <laughs> uh, and we, we, we tackle things like work from home, quality of service and and also kind of try to understand the well-being piece and, you know, attach these different ways of working. Um, you know, how are 8 by 8 approaching analytics with Jitsi as a service? Yeah, uh, I think first, of, first and foremost, I think we'd all rather enter the pub first 
before we get into the office. But uh, yes, I get your point. I mean, um, you know, analytics, I think, as you said a few minutes ago, Rob, I mean, there is a lot of video solutions out there generally in the market. Um, and I think, you know, there's some good video solutions. But on those solutions, I think everyone focuses on the, the video product itself. And sometimes the analytics piece is forgotten about. Um, and, you know, I think with the level of usage that we're now all, you know, using video for, and the fact it's gone up so massively, I think analytics become even more important for enterprises and companies as a way of understanding, okay, am I delivering a quality of service on this interaction with my customer? Uh, I mean, just by eight by eight alone, I mean, prior to the, the pandemic hitting, we were, you know, our, our video platform was predominantly used for our, our meetings product. And it was used by hundreds of thousands of users on a, uh, a monthly basis. Uh, at the peak, I suppose, of the pandemic or peak of our usage, we were up to over 20 million users on, on the service. Uh, now, it's, it's still plateaued out now about 8 to 10 million users on a monthly basis. I mean, that's still a huge increase from what it was before. Um, and, you know, with that sort of extra usage, if you don't have any sort of analytics service that's able to, um, sh you know, show you in a simple way on simple dashboards for you to be understand, okay, what's the latency of these calls? You know, which participant is uh, uh, struggling at the moment with their connection speed? Um, how can I improve things? Where, where might there be bugs in the solution that I've actually generated? Uh, I think those solutions, as I said, um, the companies in the video space sometimes have neglected them a little bit. And I think now that they're incredibly important and, you know, uh, 8 Byte were using a, a service pr uh, historically from a company called CallStats. Um, and they felt it was becoming so important that they actually bought CallStats. So CallStats.io is now actually an 8 Byte company. So I think 8 Byte has definitely seen that analytics is important uh, and analytics around video in particular. Um, and so much so they put their money where their mouth was and they bought a company that specializes in it. Yeah, so the, just uh, piggybacking on uh, what Matt just mentioned about callstats.io. It's a very powerful product. Um, actually, the founder of the company co-authored some of the WebRTC specs. So he's very close to how WebRTC behaves in different environment. And if you were to break down the product, the core focus of this product is between two major segments. One is on the contact center side and one is on the meeting side, right? So. In the pandemic area, we don't know where the agents are or people who are logging from, where they are, how is their internet connectivity, packet losses, jitter, delays. It could be due to ISPs or just a bad connection or bad something happening within your machine. So Cost.io provides about 500 different data points on any call. And of course, these are all driven by AI learning and uh, also trying to flag about different things. So it gives you real-time analytics, also near real-time, around 10, 15 seconds uh, delayed. But it's a, it's a, it's a visual uh, data analytical tool. So as an IT manager or somebody who is in charge of reviewing the meetings in real time, they can see all this data happening on that dashboard. How many meetings are there going on right now? How many participants are there? What is the EMA score? 
what is going on with each and every speaker, who's presenting, when they are talking, when they're not talking, what was the round trip delay when they join, so, and it can make some adjustments. The key factor, of course, is not having all this analyticals while, of course, to focus, uh, to have this analyticals while it's an ongoing call, but in major cases, what we have seen is somebody calls in back and say complains about the quality of the call, right? And this is also very common these days that, hey, I was on call, but the quality was so bad. Again, it all comes down to the customer experience. You know, what we are doing with Jazz, we are taking this thing further where Cost.io kind of provides you the customer experience uh, data on that. You know, how was the call quality? It's not about sentiment analysis here so there are many tools out there but there's nothing which call sets or io provides which is just the call quality data and then we can start looking and slicing and dicing this data the way they want it up to the micro level of during the second what was the packet loss and everything so this is kind of a detail which you can get now as an it manager you can go back and say you know mr xyz your connection was bad it's not that our product is bad right it's just the connectivity issue and we are able to provide you some data behind that uh, or it could be just a kind of an OS issue so we can also monitor all that stuff as well that you need to upgrade to the latest operating system to get this feature so that it works better so very powerful tool there's nothing out like that and it's a more agnostic tool uh, meaning it's a true WebRTC uh, data uh, collection tool and uh, which is which is requires the end data points where we can collect data from other WebRTC products as well. And, and I think just to add something to what Nick just said there as well, what you know, there, there's a lot of uh, facts and figures out around uh, you know COVID and the pandemic and everything else. But some of the ones that resonate with me is I saw one the other day where it said that prior to the pandemic, probably only about 20% of the, the the global population, you know, was predominantly a home worker, uh, and you know, at least for uh x number of years after that we're finally over the pandemic you know where it will easily be up at about 50 percent maybe even more uh of, of people that will be predominantly home workers uh so you know these sort of technologies you know understanding what the quality of them is where issues might be occurring etc uh it is going to become key it's also if you're a, if anyone listening is a, a parent like myself i mean obviously when we were homeschooling in the UK, when the calls the schools were closed for so long, I mean, I would predominantly uh, have many times where I would be uh, having choice words with my router uh, around the internet strength. Uh, but that's probably because I had my three children somehow on uh, probably not just one, but maybe two devices somewhere else in my house. Uh, and you know, those things are obviously the day-to-day -day challenges we have to manage. Um, but one of the other things that I really like about CoolStats is because CoolStats was a standalone company prior to being acquired by 8x8. As Nick rightly said, it works nicely alongside our services like Jitsi as a service. But the CoolStats team also built a lot of SDKs. Uh, that means that CoolStats can be added on to competitive video solutions out there. Uh, we have quite pretty much all the, the main video platforms that people will be aware of. CoolStats has an SDK for those at this point in time. So if someone was to put, purchase the CoolStat service, it is as hopefully as close to out of the box as it possibly gets, whether they were looking at the Jitsi as a service or another video uh, technology, does not matter. Yeah. And talking about the video technology, so you know, to name a few, 
uh, we have built some integrations around, say, Amazon Connect, their contact center solution. Step by steps, few steps, a few line of code allows you to easily bolt uh, cost that's right behind uh, the contact center, which is uh, eight by eight. Uh, sorry, Amazon Connect. Same thing we can do with uh, other popular services, either from Twilio, Flex, Twilio Voice, Twilio WebRTC, or it could be Toxbox uh, Video API, which is now owned by Vonage, or Pexip, or many other services which are true to WebRTC. It's just a matter of us just getting behind those uh, endpoints and collecting those data and visualizing them uh, in the same fashion which we would do with anybody else. So true agnostic tool which would work on all these WebRTC products. And, and it's pretty, pretty, you know, in, in terms of products in our portfolio, it's a pretty niche product. But, uh, you know, I think Nick would agree with me that uh, it's one of the products in, in our CPaaS portfolio that gets the CPaaS sales reps most excited because they feel there's a major benefit of the solution uh, to all types of companies out there in yeah. the market. I couldn't agree more, you know, to get a sales guys excited. That's the toughest thing, as you know. Absolutely. It's not only that, but also, you know, just when you combine this, this is a one-two punch, right? Jazz, meeting you know, out of box, and now you put call sets. Uh, you got the best video solution. Now you got the best analytical solution. You know, this is an end-to-end -end product for anyone who wants to use it. Well, that was a nice segue into my last question. So, Nick, how about you take this one as well? I mean, in terms of taking this to market as yeah. a as a product, um, you know, I'm hearing eight by eight, you know, shaking things up a little bit with their new pricing model. So, tell us more about that. Yeah, no, that's a great question, Rob. Uh, so, I have years of experience uh, selling WebRTC services as well, and and the key uh, objection which we always got, and most of the CPaaS providers who are in this space they always do everything per minute you know so because they're used to kind of the concept of usage per minute per text message or per voice minute so even video they always sell like this right per minute and in some cases it could be per minute per participant into number of participants and it can get complicated it could be number of participants minus one and 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 it goes on and on I would challenge anyone to take one of these, uh, open one of these pages of a, uh, who are providing a video API and explain to me how their pricing works. And I'll give them $100 if can, they can do that in five minutes. <laughs> Compared to that, you know, one of the, that's the commercial part, but also from logical uh, perspective, when you start thinking about all these applications which we are trying to target or the verticals, which are around telehealth, education, full services, events and meeting, if they are bundling these video services into their application and reselling to hospitals or, or schools or you know other other services, they don't really know what their usage is going to be downstream, right? So they can't really know how they are going to financially model these services because it's not a fixed cost at that point. They could be charging $9.99 or $10.99 or $100 per month to their users, but they don't really know how much they're gonna consume in terms of minutes. So we saw this as a gap. Also, we saw this thing as a demand from the market that we need something different. So we came up with this model of uh, monthly active users. So unique monthly active users are the people who would uh, join the service once a month. And what that is, is a very fraction of a cost. You know, it starts at around 30, 33 cents per, uh, per user, but it's unlimited use. 
So now start thinking about this. If I'm a service provider who's going to package video and I'm going to sell it downstream, I know what my cost is. It doesn't matter. That user can be on the service 24 by 7, but I know I'm going to pay only X. doesn't matter if he uses, you know, 1,000 minutes or if, I, if that user is going to use 100,000 minutes. So this sits well with a lot of service providers who are packaging this service. So it's a very unique approach, very different to the market, uh, which is used to a per minute model. And it can scale up and down easily. So also the way we have set up our plans, they can change their plans monthly based on their usage and commitment level. So, so that's the commercial model piece of it. And now you put that with uh, out-of-box meeting solution. So easy to deploy easy to commercialize what's there not to like about jazz so that's the key part about jazz and it's as i said you know everything which we put it out there very well received by the market and it's very hard to obviously follow what nick just said but essentially just one thing to add i think if if we're going to leave anything with a with a thought uh with, with the audience it's around the simplicity uh you know when we were talking earlier about jitsi as a service it's the idea that it's 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 simple to integrate, simple to get going. You don't have to be a, a web RTC expert in order to do it. And you know, with um, you know, call stats, it's it's simple to integrate. You know, if you use a, an alternative video product, we have SDKs to help you. Uh, and then the pricing model, as Nick quite rightly said, both of us have had the experience of selling uh, other solutions and uh you know salespeople are simple beasts we like a simple model that we can understand and uh you know building a, a complicated model uh, makes it hard for a salesperson to understand it makes it hard for a salesperson to explain it and makes it really hard for someone to see the value in it so uh um you know i think keeping things simple uh, is is definitely a good way of going and hopefully then it can pr prove the roi very, very easily to a, to a company that wants to use the service. Fantastic. And Matt, for anyone looking to find out more on all these products that we've talked about today, what's the best way to find it, uh, get in touch? Well, the, the simplest way is, I mean, uh, 8x8 own all these companies and services we've spoken about. So anyone can go and visit 8x8.com. If someone particularly wants to see information on uh, the video solution in particular, they can go to the Jitsi uh, as a service pages. Uh, there's a lot of information there. Uh, and of course, myself and Nick are always available on LinkedIn for anyone that wants to look us up and have a one-to-one -one conversation. Yeah, and you know, both the services actually has developer accounts also. So if you want to try out call stats for free, that's available. If you want to try out Jazz for free, that's available as well. Play before you buy. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so we'll put some links in the description. So Matt, Nick... Thank you so much uh, for talking to me today. It's been super speaking to you. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Cheers, Rob. Yep. Have a good evening. And that's it from us. If you've enjoyed today's session, please subscribe to UC Today News and give this video a quick share on social as it's always appreciated. And if you're a UC fan and want to be part of the conversation, you can join us on social using the UC News hashtag on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. And our social links are also in the description. So I'm Rob Scott from UC Today. Thanks for watching.